Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Porch where every great conversation happens. And it happens because we have an amazing group of people that support us every single day. So thank you for coming back listening to our authors, listening to their amazing stories, and just being here with us, being an amazing community. Today on the show, we have Daisy Page. How are you doing, Daisy? I'm good, CJ. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for reaching out to me and connecting and bringing your story, your book, and your essence here to the author's porch. Because after reading your bio and getting to know just a little bit about you, which I'm going to give just a tiny, tiny bit, like I said earlier, I think that this, your story, your mission, and your life, sharing this with our audience and the world as a whole is so important. And I am just struck with gratitude to be talking with you tonight. So thank you so much for bringing it here to the Author's Porch. I'm humbled. My pleasure and thank you. That means a lot to me. Guys, Daisy Page wrote this fantastic book called Unexpected Moments. And when she had the opportunity, she told Kirk Cameron, a lot of you will know Kirk Cameron from I think it was, was it the 80s or the 90s? With yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah. So you guys will know when, when she told Kirk Cameron about this, her story, her life, he wrote the forward, <clears throat> excuse me, I told you I was going to mess up the words. He wrote the forward to her book. And she went on to write her book and tell about her story and her life. And I'm not going to tell you much because hearing it from Daisy is so much more impactful than hearing it from me. It's not my story to tell. But when she wrote this book, the proceeds, some of the proceeds from this book is for charity. And, and you'll hear about it. Why it's for a charity here in a minute from Daisy. Daisy, thank you for bringing it here. And one of the reasons, one of the questions that I have for you first and foremost is why this title? Why unexpected moments? Well, I feel that everyone has a lot of unexpected moments in their life, as I have. Every moment that I wrote about in this book was all unexpected. And that's where that name comes from. Yeah. So can you give us a background on your story? So like I said, it's not my story to tell. It's not my opportunity to share with the world. But can you tell us what this book is about? I know it's your life story, but what can they expect by reading this book? Well, I'll start with why I started, why I wrote the book first off. Um, I was diagnosed about a year and a half ago with a rare terminal neurological condition. It's known as MSA and only 4 
out of every 100,000 people in the U.S. are diagnosed with it. So that's how unlucky of a card I was through, you know. But um, believe it or not, God came to me in uh, this beautiful ball of light. And I saw these, these praying hands come out of this light. And then arms opened wide and said, your time is near, but you must share your story from the beginning first. And I was like, how am I supposed to do that? You know, but that's all I heard. Um, so um, I was supposed to go to Vermont and meet with my best friend in October. And uh, she ended up with COVID, so I didn't get to go. My husband and I were driving by our one of our large hometown churches. And on the marquee, it said Kirk Cameron was coming. So... He asked me, would you like to go see Kirk Cameron since we can't go to Vermont? I was like, of course I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's my celebrity heartthrob growing up. His yeah. clothes were all over my room. So mm -hmm. that VIP tickets and my, my actually my, my stepmom took me. And um, when it came question and answer time, I raised my hand. And then I put it down because I was a little nervous. And this man in the middle of the aisle raised his hand. And when Kirk said, yes, sir, he said, the lady down there on the end has a question for you. And I was like, oh, gee, boy, did he put me on the spot? You know, Kurt was right. like, what, what is, you know, how was your question? And I said, first of all, are you going to have a Seavers reunion? And, you know, Alan Thicke passed away, but he said Joanna Kearns and Tracy Gold and Jerry Miller and he had been talking about doing something. But like, secondly, um, you remember my celebrity heart thought was a teenager? Had your posters all over my walls. I wrote you a letter asking you for your autograph, and you never sent it to me. So I gave you three months, and I tore your posters off my walls because you broke my heart. That's <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to make that up to you tonight. And at that time, you know, I'm in a wheelchair, so I was in a wheelchair. He came over to me at the campfire, and well, I, actually, I asked his security guard, could He'd get him to sign my ticket for me. And he came over to me and he said, I gave him a bracelet that was to feed him as I got old. And I told him that it was terminal and I told him about my vision. And he said, well, how do you plan on telling your story? I said, you know, I really don't know. Because I think you should write, it, write a book. Hmm. So, but I've only written a poem my whole life. He goes, you can do it. Just pray about it. Keep me updated and let me know where you are your book. This was in October, January 23rd, I finished my book. So he asked me to send him my manuscript. So I sent him my manuscript, and he wrote back before and sent it to me. Wow. Wow. So the book shares my trials and tribulations that I've suffered over the years. Um, I was become a Christian at the age of eight years old. I participated in state Bible drills. One second place in the state of Texas. Congratulations. Church. Thank you. That was a huge honor, especially being eight years old in the state of Texas. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Texas is known for um, the being the, the Bible Belt of the United States. <laughs> I love the Bible. I love learning about the Bible. But um, God told me then, he said, you know, you're going to have a huge story to tell one of these days. And at nine years old, I found out that my stepmother was not my real mother. I thought she was my real mom. Oh, wow. That um, 
My real mom had been killed in a car accident when I was a baby. And so I started being molested um, for four and a half years by my brother. And my aunt caught him the first time he did it, but she just prayed about it with us because she thought it was childhood curiosity. Mm-hmm. And he continued to do it. And I thought, well, I'm not supposed to tell anybody because she, you know, she just prayed about it. She didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And it went on for four and a half years. At 14, he moved out of the house and then I got raped. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was drugged by another guy that asked me out along with about nine other girls in my high school. He worked at our school store, which was the you know, like next door to the school that we'd go to for lunch and stuff. And he laced us with PCP and LSD because we would turn him down and then go out with him. So, you know, by this time, I'm thinking, oh, wow, you know, life is just about pain. You're supposed to suffer in pain. Um, well, there was a drug raid after they found out it was LSD and PCP and put together where it was coming from. And he pulled a gun out on the police officer, so he was shot and killed. Wow. I tried to kill myself because I thought, this is the end. I can't take this anymore, you know. That's a lot for a teenager to to go through and, and still find a purpose. It was. It really was. And then um, I had a therapy session with a counselor in my inpatient um you know, mental health center and with my father and my brother. And so I shared that first I was raped and my brother was like, Where who was it? I'm gonna go kick his butt and I'm like, Wow, you did it to me too. You did it for four and a half years and he he admitted it one time that he said the same thing. It was just curiosity. My dad didn't believe me. Even the therapist told him, you know, she's not making this up. And my brother said, you got to mix up with the right. You know, my dad didn't believe me. So I had to live with the gap in our relationship because he didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. I thought he told my stepmother, but he didn't tell her. So I thought she was unsupportive, too. Oh, wow. I just secluded myself to my room. And I wanted out of the house so bad. I felt like I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I got a, a, a absolutely a good boyfriend who was so good to me. He never um, pursued me in any way or anything. But I felt like I didn't deserve him because I had known pain all my life. Yeah. So I, I let him go. And then I ended up pregnant in my junior summer. And I had her, my, my daughter my senior year. And I moved in with him and his family. Then we got married and we had two more kids. We were together for 11 years and he was was abusive. Oh, wow, Daisy. Went back to pain, you know, what what I knew. But during that time, I prayed for God to bring me west. That was the good boyfriend back. I said, I don't know why I thought I didn't deserve, you know, goodness. And he brought him back to me long enough to get me out of that situation Mm -hmm. of abuse. And um, I I came home from work one day. He was gone. I'm like, God, why did you take him away again? He said, he served his purpose. You know, he came to get you out of a bad situation, which he did. And he did his job. So you no longer need him. I gave me chills. 
was an archangel. Yeah, that you know, that gave me chills because people don't realize that everybody that comes through your life has a purpose. Uh, you know, and we don't we don't realize what their purpose is until they've served it. And some people are forever, some people are not. And and to know that you know he was there to to save you from the repeated behavior of pain and accepting that pain because you thought that that's what you deserved. What that's just a beautiful thing. It was. Mm. I had a few other earth angels. I had one. I didn't think I could buy Christmas for my kids when our first year of divorce, you know, I'm like at eight dollars and fifty cents an hour or raising three kids, barely can pay the bills. Yeah. So I prayed to God, you know, please help me. They know the meaning of Christmas because, you know, Jesus' birthday. Yeah. I just want to see the joy on their faces. Oh, that's my that's my blessing. And so, um, there was a knock at the door one day and by the time I got to it there was a bicycle and about three bags of toys and clothes and all kinds of goodies for the kids. Oh, bless. And then a couple of days later, there was another knock at the door. But this time there was a lady there with another bicycle and more gifts. And I asked her, did you come the other day? And she said, no. This was just a don an anonymous donor that donated this. And I thought, well, there's another anonymous donor. Anonymous donor. God, you know, he, he answered my prayer. Yeah. Well, we had a, a major ice storm and we lost power for like three weeks. And so my children had to go stay with my father-in-law, or my ex-father-in-law at this point, because he had a fireplace and heater and I didn't. So I just stayed bundled up in my apartment with no heat, no, really no food or anything. And this guy came up, one of my, he was like a brother to me, came and got me and took me to his place where he had um, gas gas water heater, gas stove, so he was able to get, let me take a nice warm bath, fix me something nice warm to eat, mm. took care of me, took me in, so God sent him to come get me because I was freezing and I was going to get sick. You know, people don't realize that there there are humans out there that that do live with nothing like you were living. And and that if you just pay attention, you will see them and you will be able to to do something to help them, like the individual that helped you. And sometimes it's not big things that you have to do. Sometimes it's just a matter of, hey, would you like to come over for dinner? Giving them a warm place for a couple of hours and having conversation. Well, he let me spend a couple of hours there by the time I got back home. Let's see what's on. That's awesome. Wow. But... Um, my husband now and I have been married for 12 years. Um, he, I've known since I was five years old, so we've known each other for 44 years. Wow, congratulations. He's been in and out of my life. Um, like a 10th grade, I asked him to the Sadie Hawkins dance, and he told me no. <laughs> I had to run mine down. I had to stalk him for six years before he would say yes to me. So I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. He caved in the end. They always cave. They know a good one when they see it. They're just scared of it, right? <laughs> right. Well, after I divorced my first husband, he came actually and helped me get. I I had left those gifts in the next door at my best friend's house. He came and helped me bring them over and set up 
you know, twice I need to be put together and things. And then he took me to the grocery store and his mom had to get in line before in front of us, which I had known her since I was little too. She said to the cashier, don't they make a cute couple? And I was like, Trish, we are not a couple. And she said, you know what? One of these days you will be. Because mom knows best. So, oh, he, he never married, never had children, so he waited for me. I have three, they're grown now, but he helped me raise them through their teenage years, you know, so he helped me with that. That's my husband, too. I was married, I had two kids, and they were nine and 11 when I married my current husband, and mm -hmm. he had never married, never had kids, so I, I was so... Yeah. Similar, yeah. yeah, very similar. In your book, Unexpected Moments, it talks about the moments in your life that you went through to get to where you are now. And you said, was it two years ago that you were diagnosed with a terminal neurological disease, correct? Yes, about a year and a half. A year mm -hmm. and a half ago. Um, now, what, so obviously 12 years marriage happiness you know you're you're living life and we talked before the the sh before we went live and you talked you told us about um the hurricane that went through and leveled your home so you've had a lot of unexpected moments in your life but what would you, what would you tell people about those unexpected moments because you're still full of so much life most people lay down after that and they say i'm done i give up like i'm done. but i'm talking to you and you're full of so much life there's this light inside of you what do you tell people when they look when they say well you you have a terminal illness i mean how can you be so happy what do you say to them well i can tell you for our science um i believe of course everything happens for a reason God puts you through things to make you stronger, or sometimes he puts you through things to grab your attention if you're not on the right track. So um, me being a devoted Christian, and uh, having that faith and knowing that God is always with you no matter what, mm. through, through your hardships and your hard times. I mean, evidently he's proved to me numerous times that even though I'm going through something, he's there to pull me out with Wes, you know, sending him to help me get out of that bad marriage. Um, sending those gifts for my children for Christmas. And there's been other times, you know, I've nearly lost my life and he, he pulled me through those times. Um, so just have faith that, that God is there and he's going to help you through your situation no matter how hard or difficult it is. Yeah. And just watch for the signs and listen for the signs because he's going to tell you and he's going to show you what to do, but you got to pay attention. Because if you don't, you may get stuck in that hard time or that rut, whatever it may be. Absolutely. You know, it's it's the craziest thing sometimes happens to me. I'll wake up and say I, I slept through my alarm. And then I try to make my coffee and I will spill everywhere. And then the next thing, some everything just keeps happening. And then I'll stop and I'll go, I'm slowing down. I got it. I, I got the message. I'm slowing down. Their everyday life has moments. Unexpected. unexpected. Moments. <laughs> right? My friend Michael, 
um, whose prior army, his book is about to be released. It's called Light. He called um, his the name of his book. Well, get my words out here. The name of his book is Life's Memorable Moments. Unexpected, memorable. I call them crazy CJ moments because they're usually some debacle that I've gotten myself into. <laughs> but they're they're moments, glimpses in time. And if you slow down long enough, you'll see paths that have been laid out for you that you're supposed exactly. to take. Doors open and things like that, yes. Yeah. And and people like yourself and Michael have been able to compile those and put them into a book to show people. And, and, and even the cover of your book, I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful cover. It really is Daisy. My daughter painted that actually. No way. Really? Yes. And it shows, you know, the hurdle, it's just the barricade there. My windy road, Rocky mountains that I had to go over and yeah. the bridge is broken on the, um, the mountain. Mm. And, but I've gone over broken bridges and I finally, I'm fixing to make it up that this other mountain to the cross where I'll be with the Lord and Savior and his mm. have eternal life. I know people are praying for my healing because I have a lot of pain and I, I'm 100% reliable on my husband now. I'm totally independent on him. I mean, I depend on him. And that's what happens with this disease. It progresses so quickly. And it's called multi-system atrophy because it attacks your um, your systems, like you, you know your autonomic systems, that your breathing, your circulatory, your um, your urinary tract, your digestive tract, and I'm already, all those are starting to shut down already. You know, I have issues with all of them. Other husband or other men that I've been with, they would have long left me, but I know that God put. Eugene in my life for this reason because and I even tell him sometimes, sometimes that's one time I told him I said you didn't sign up for this he said yes I did too I said see you said in hell and until death do us part I'm going to be there and so there's two types of MSA there's an MSA P and there's MSA C and I have the P they did they diagnosis with Parkinson's first so that's why it takes so long took them you know, I had symptoms since 2019, and I just got diagnosed. And it was like, oh, we're going So that's why it took so long, because I thought I had Parkinson's first. Okay. Is there any medical devices, medicine, anything that they can do to help prolong life with this um, illness? Not really, just things to kind of slow progression down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really trial and error basis. You know, they have mm -hmm. different people have different symptoms, so it, was, it depends on what symptoms one's having. Then they have to try things. If that doesn't work, they have to, you know, put you on something else. So mm -hmm. it's just so, so much research is into it right now with it being so rare. Okay. And that, that's part of my, my book is... Um, I do donate 10% of the proceeds to defeat MSA.org, um, donate to us, charity. And I just started a story yesterday. It's on my Facebook page in um, Bonfire, and it's called Unexpected Moments in MSA. 
and it's got starts with uh, the ribbon, which is purple color for MSA. This is um, oh, hope, of faith, and cure. I think is what it says. And then um, it's got the defeatmsa.org. Donate to us on it. And on the back, it's got unexpected moments on my website, so they can they'll get double proceeds. You know, proceeds yeah. from the shirts and proceeds from the book as well. People will see the advertisement of the book on the back of the shirt. So I thought that was really something to do that wow. could help benefit the research study as well. And where can people go? I want to type that in the comments here so people on YouTube, the group, and our page can go straight in and um, go and grab a copy of either the shirt, the book, or anything to help get the book out there as well as the proceeds going to the charity. Well, the website to buy the book, um, you can buy it on Amazon and, um, you know, Walmart.com and Barnes and Nobles, but only get minimal proceeds from there. So if you right. go we to, want to maximize these proceeds. <laughs> and that's a very long link, but if you go to Daisy Page, comma, Arthur on Facebook and follow me there, there is a the website on there. It's called It's Libris, so the X L I B R I S dot com. And then I have shared the store, the store, the um, MS, uh, unexpected moments in MSA on there. Okay, so we have to get you on Facebook, you said? Yes, Daisy right. Page Author. Let me just grab this real quick um, because we want to make sure I've got you. Okay, that's your personal page. We're not going to give that one out to everyone. I got you, Daisy Page Author. <laughs> All right. I've got the Exilbris Bookstore Unexpected Moments link here. I'm going to wait for it to clear and I'm going to put it in the comments here because we want people to be able to go straight to the link and grab the book. And you said on your Facebook there was a t shirt. Yeah. And I just posted it last night or early this morning. So okay. it's called. It's called Unexpected Moments in MSA. But I have a store on one file. Yes, and I just grabbed that link and posted it here on the YouTube, Facebook, and group as well so people can go grab that shirt. And I'm looking at it, and it's super cute because it's got the – I love purple, by the way. Oh, it's actually, there's six different shirts. That one was my favorite. So Yeah, and it's, and it's fall, you guys, so you're going to need this because it's like a three-quarter sleeve. And it's got, it's white, but it's got purple, what is it, sleeves. I was like, what's this word? <laughs> words. Somebody take me back to kindergarten. It's got short sleeve. Oh, I really like this short sleeve gray one too. And you've got, you've got all kinds of, there's white one here. There's a hoodie. I'm a hoodie girl. I live in South Texas. I don't know why I'm a hoodie girl. I should not like hoodies in South Texas, guys. But I do. I guess, you know, I'm going to go and visit the North one day when it's cold. <laughs> Who knows? So we've got all of your links here, Daisy. Do you want me to link your author page, your uh, Facebook author page for people to follow you as well? Absolutely. The okay. more followers, the better. Yes. Also, that you guys can get a hold of Daisy on her Facebook author page to book her for 
um, to come on a virtual tour for her book, get her to come and talk to you more about her book as well, because there's so much about this that we could talk for hours. It's, it's such an amazing thing that you're doing. You're not only writing a book to talk about your story, but you're also trying to help other people to bring their stories out by help them with the research for the illness so that they could have life expectancies a little bit longer. Exactly. Yeah. So Daisy, before we end the show, is there anything you want to talk about that we maybe didn't bring up because I, sometimes I talk too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I have to I have time. I would love to read Kurt Cameron's forward. Oh, please. I forgot all about that. I was, I was so enthralled by, your story that I forgot about Kurt Cameron. Like, don't tell him I said that. You guys. <laughs> okay, this is, it was an autumn night in Texas when I first met Daisy. She came up in a wheelchair next to me at the campfire. Her smile was bright. She shared her journey with me and told me she did not have much time left on earth. I told her to write down her story and I would do anything I could to help share her story with the world. I only spoke with her briefly that night, but her attitude and resilient spirit inspired me. I hope this book of an individual's incredible journey through emotional, physical, and spiritual pain and coming through the other side of tragedy, still praising the Lord, will encourage you in your present situation. Daisy's message will bring you comfort and remind you that you are not alone in your struggles or your life circumstances. I pray her words will bring you hope. There's one who knows the plans he has for you, plans to give you hope in a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, Kurt came. It's beautiful. It's hard to say every time I read it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And not just because it was written by Kirk. I mean, obviously he, he has beautiful words, but when you put into perspective everything about the story and having faith and knowing that we're all going to go through a lot of hard times, but put into perspective the fact that you still have one more breath. And as long as you have one more breath, put a smile on your face and have faith. And I'm going to keep sharing my story until I can't anymore. And you know what, Daisy, I just see such a bright light inside of you. And I will pray that you have many, many more days. And I know that um, the doctors say they're numbered, but they don't have the last word. And that is the, the best part of all of it. And I know that um, I, I see a lot of life left in you. And I pray that um, the pain that in your illness, you know, just doesn't take that light away because you have an amazing story and people need to hear it. They need to understand that life's unexpected moments do not have to be the moments that define you. The moments that define you are the ones that push you forward into the greatness that you are to become. That is so true. And I am writing a second book, so I need some time. And it's called Beyond Heaven's Gates because God's given me just a few glimpses of heaven. I've got those. I was having two or three dreams about heaven a week for a while there. So I'm putting those in two words. I think that he wants me to share that with people to let them know there is life after life. 
there's a channel left. Yes, I would love to see those. I would love to read the glimpses beyond Heaven's Gate because I need that motivation on certain days. Lord knows I need that motivation on certain days. So if you've seen that, that cover too. Is she really? I I love your cover. And I when you told me she painted that, I was like, there's no way. That looks like a picture that somebody took. No, she's a great artist. She really is. Her name is Mona Faith. And I remember that because if you say it really fast, one of faith. Yeah, a lot of faith. Yeah, yeah, I caught that. Well, Daisy, I've I am humbled and honored to have had you on the show tonight. Your book needs to go far and wide and touch a lot of hearts, and I believe that it will. Thank you for sharing your story with us tonight. Uh, there has been some comments in the in the on the page and in the group here, I'll let you read those afterwards. And the reason is, is I think that um, you talking to them directly after the show will probably mean a lot to them because yeah, you, you definitely have touched them. You've touched me tonight. And I can't awesome. wait to read your book because I'm going to go buy the book and I'm going to buy me a shirt and I'm going to, I'm going to show the world that we are going to live our unexpected moments, smile and hopefully we'll have just a fraction of the light that you show in this world. Well, thank you, CJ. And it was my pleasure to be here. And thank you again for having me. Yeah, guys, make sure you go in the comments here. Grab um, the book from the website that I shared here so that uh, you, Daisy can get the maximal, the maximum whatever that word is, <laughs> proceeds so that she can give that 10% to the charities that help with the research for the illness, as well as um, making sure that you're going and grabbing a t-shirt. If you can, we want to give as much to charity as we can, because we all want to fight. We all want to put forth effort in this fight for Daisy. And we want to see the next book as well. I'm looking forward to that. So guys, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thanks, Daisy, for coming and sharing. Kirk, okay. thanks for your wonderful forward and making us all cry. We appreciate that. That was wonderful. Um, we we would love to see you grace the screens again, a reunion, uh, in, in, any of that stuff. We're, we're down for that as well. Um, come, you know, do a show with Daisy. You know, Kirk, go ahead and bring Daisy on a show and you two have an interview show together. That would be cool. On his uh, takeaways, he's got a takeaway interview show. I've been trying to tell him he, he interviews authors on there. I said, you need to interview me on there. After all, you did the forward. Uh, Kirk, what? she said it. Hello. <laughs> Can you interview Daisy on your show, please? Don't make me and my friends stalk you on social media until it happens. Just saying. But anyways, guys, we will see you next time. Have a great evening. And we are out. Bye, everybody. Bye, Daisy. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.